Mikey and Rin stay in. Oh, yeah. Hi, guys. This is Mikey and Rin stay in. I'm Mikey. And I'm Rin. And this is episode number 13. Ooh. Ooh. God, you've got that Mine's so way much better. better. <laughs> I can't make my like voice box wiggle. Ooh. Ooh I can see that like on the... Uh, on the little sound waves on our recording thing, it looks awesome. It looks like it looks like a ribbed condom. Yeah. Get it? Mm, yeah, I do. I haven't looked at a condom in years. So. That's true. We are trying for a baby. <laughs> so remember the fact that this show is about us. Well, originally it was about us having a pregnancy. You being pregnant. Yep. And then it's about us having a baby. I do remember that. I know. I just like to like reinstate that every once in a while because sometimes I'm just like, I want to get. Back to the show where we just like talk and we can just talk. I can talk to you about anything. Oh. I know. I mean that like in a cute way, but it's also like we need to stay, maybe stay Keep more it tight. focused. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, and it's, it's funny because right now is um, second half of my cycle. So it's like the big weight. Yeah. I think women that have, um, even women that haven't taken a long time to get pregnant. I'm sure that they've all had this sort of like, mm. you know, anticipatory, you know, you ovulate, yeah. you bone a bunch, and then you're like, okay. <laughs> so. Like could be pregnant. You yeah. Mean. Yeah. Um, I know it's wild. Yeah. Well, this is like we were just at a, we'll talk more about the wedding that we were at later, but, um, and, and one of the people, good friend, but, you know, and didn't mean anything by it or whatever, was just like, Oh yeah, like your wife's pregnant now, and I was like, or like you guys are having a baby, and I was like, well, you know, we're not. But I was like, oh, but actually, technically, she could be pregnant. She might be pregnant right now because we're in that waiting phase. But no, she's not six months pregnant. Right, right, right. Um, So because I'm in that luteal phase, so second half of the cycle, we talked a little bit about seed cycling last time. Right. And so we have a really special eat your feelings snack. Oh yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Tell us about it. It looks really awesome. Mm. So uh, for seed cycling, um, the second half of your cycle, you're focused on progesterone and then you're also focused on... um, uh, you know, liver detoxification, making sure that the liver can clear the hormones. Right, yeah. Like that. So um, sunflower seeds are a part of that second half of seed cycling. Mm. Sesame seeds are as well. So for those of you watching, I'm holding up a little bowl here with a, what would you call that? I mean... Sunflower seed pate. Toothpaste. Toothpaste, yeah. yes. No, I mean, it looks, well, it looks like hummus or something. It's yeah, in yeah. That realm. Yeah, like yeah. ranch dip. Sort yeah. Of, yeah. I'm trying to remember now what I put in it. I literally just made it an right. hour ago. But yeah. um sunflower seeds, sumac, lemon juice, green onions, yeah. red onions, water. Um looks awesome. Yeah, salt. And yeah. so we have that, and then we have our very first little tomatoes oh, yeah. of the year from our garden. From our garden. God, they look awesome. They're so Here, maybe I'll take pictures. We should take pictures of them or something and put them up yes. on, on Instagrams. Yeah, hey, you definitely. keep talking about it. Oh yeah, give me your phone. Yeah, take a photo. Um, so yeah, we're just gonna kind of use it as a little dipper. But so essentially, when you're when you're um, 
eating these seeds, it's best to get the raw version versus like a roasted, salted, whatever. And um, these ones, I didn't soak at all or anything like that. I just kind of ground them into a paste before I put the rest of the ingredients in. And um, increasing their, when you grind them, it sort of increases their surface area. So you're just getting more of the those yummy beneficial well, oils. And yeah, I never thought about it that way. Yeah, cool. yeah. So it's a really good way to eat these seeds, um, smoothies, um, you know, making them into like pureeing them into a soup, yeah. doing a, uh, a little toothpaste. I know. That's really fun. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, so and, it's, and, and this the whole point of this section of the show, the eat your feelings, like it used to be kind of like, you know, where we were going to eat whatever the baby was that week when they like judge the baby by the size by calling it a fruit or something. But now it's like, you know, yeah, like we're trying to make a baby. And this, the, the eat your feelings moment is like, what are we doing food wise? Because both of us are in the food world. I'm a chef. Rennie is an acupuncturist, but also a nutritionist. And, well, not quite a nutritionist. I well, did. A, oh, integrative nutritionist. Well, yeah. <laughs> I still sell people nutritionists. Sorry, everybody. I did a health coaching certification. So um, it's, but, you nutritionists out there know far more than I yeah, do. But, sorry, guys. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Um, she knows way more about nutrition than I do. So she's the nutritionist in the house, let's say. Um, but it's But I just think that there's so many ways that you can influence the you know, your health, your mental health, your, you know, fertility, all those things by what you consume. Sure. Input, output, right? And I think that there's, I don't know, a lot of people that don't feel that way. Like, they don't really think about it like, oh, I should be eating at this moment. Like, it's just like, oh, we shouldn't be drinking or, oh, we shouldn't that. Right. But there's so many things that you can do to, you know, uh, strengthen the sperm and get her body ready for all the things that it's about to go through. So I just think it's wonderful to talk about this. So eating your feelings, eating for optimal fertility, health, all those things. So, And then our eating the feelings section sometimes becomes a, Boom. wow, I'm feeling like shit and I just need to eat my feelings. No, that's <laughs> fucking true. Yeah, I did. Well, mm. oh, yummy. Yeah? Mm-hmm. How's our little tomato? They're good. They're a little like mealy, oh. but that's okay. I don't know. We're not, this is one thing. We're not. Not our gift. We're not green thumbs. <laughs> yeah. But, um, we, uh, oh, this weekend, so we went to wedding, mm. and I was the officiant mm. at the wedding. He did an amazing job. Obviously. If you need a an officiant for hire, I know. I would call Mike Chief. Which I actually didn't know that was a thing. The DJ was like, dude, if you crush this, like, get your business cards ready, because everybody's going to ask you to be an officiant. And for just to put it out there, I loved being an officiant. Mm-hmm. It was so fun. I mean, a the for one thing, the friends Ryan and Heather. Hi guys, hope you listen to the show. Um, but they they told me basically they were like, we want it, you know, no religious stuff in under three minutes. <laughs> so my job was pretty easy. But I also wanted to pack a lot of things into the three minutes. So and I think I got kind of a lot of sweet things. I got some kind of like heart wrenching crying moments. I got a couple of laughs. Yeah, but I started looking it up today, and like you can make like a kind of decent money for being an officiant. Really? Yeah, I mean, it was like there were some places that were kind of lowballing it at like two fifty or something like that, which I feel like is pretty low. Like you're like having to meet with the people, write something, right, perform right. at their wedding. I'm like, and most of the time it's not three minutes. Yeah, and I'm like two hundred and fifty <laughs> bucks for like a half hour of like handwritten shit that you've like probably put by them a couple times no but there was other people that were saying it was like a grand or whatever mm. i mean it's like it's kind of awesome so i might legitimately like try to do it 
I think awesome. it's so fun because I mean, it's like there's part of me that would love to be like a preacher, but I mm. just don't. Without the God, I don't have the God part. Right. So right. yeah, right. or God doesn't have me. <laughs> Jesus take the wheel. Your soul hasn't been saved. My soul has definitely not been saved. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, what else is going on for you? Well. It was, you know, it was really great for me being home. So I'm from Colorado Springs. It's, um, it's a place that at different times in my life I've felt like I haven't, like I really didn't want to be there when I was younger. Like when I was in, like around high school and, and college age. You know, I got out. I felt like it was just like stifling or whatever. It just wasn't the place for me at the moment. But you know what's nice is I go back there now and it's not that I necessarily want to live there. I, I could. This, this last round I was like, it felt like a warm hug. It was like I, these old friends that like, I've known forever. Um, it's a really beautiful place. It's mm-hmm. mountains and hiking and all those things. But more than anything, I just I felt like it was just a really comf- comfortable place to be. And I loved being in it, you know. Yeah. And so this is actually like my, my pro tip which the, for the week. So we do, you know, all of our sections. So one of our sections is pro tip. And it usually has to do with... You know, from Rini, it's something to do with with health, wellness, kind of it's something in her professional realm. And mine usually has to do with food, but mine this week I think has to do with, and it's something that I'm, you know, I think you guys know on the show. I've kind of been echoing some things. I've kind of been like feeling a little bit, I don't know, just unsettled and kind of just like not knowing where like I want my feet to be placed and not knowing where I want my head to be at. And you know, my my thing lately has been. My pro tip this week is get out. Mm. And whatever that means, like I'm in this moment right now where I'm like, it's summer, you know, we, Portland summers, Oregon summers are unbelievable. They're mm-hmm. like the perfect temperature. It's sunny. It's, it's just all the things. It's not too hot. Um, it's not too humid. And so we don't really take big trips in the summer. We, we sometimes have, but I kind of don't want to anymore. Like I like to be here and then travel when the weather's not so good. Sure. But I like the idea of getting out and like whatever that means to you. If that means like going on a vacation, great. But if even if it means like we've been doing these day trips lately mm-hmm. that have just been awesome. Like just go, we went to Hood River, we went to the coast. But even if it means just going and like like making your dinner and instead of eating it at your house in front of the TV or at the table, like go have a picnic in the park. Find a way to just like, I don't know, we've been talking about it, gratitude, reverence, like find a way to just take a moment to just calm it down. Um, <laughs> Turn the volume down. Turn the volume down a little bit. I, you know, and I've just been, I've been back home a couple times. Um, my parents are not home, which is kind of weird being in my parents' home mm. without them. And, um, but I've kind of been trying to take it as like, like a deep breath, mental reset moment. And just kind of like, I don't know, find the time to just be a little bit and get out of your way, get out of your your head, get out of your routine and and I feel like it really, for me lately, it's just been resetting me and kind of like helping me see where I need to be. Mm. And and I definitely think that, I don't know, I'm, I'm someone who in my work life and in my personal life, I either have like 15% of things going on or I have 150% of things going right, on. Right, right. And right now I'm kind of in a bit of a 150% of things going on moment. Like I'm working a bunch of, of different jobs and I'm trying, you know, <clears throat> trying a bunch of different things. And I and it's great. And I'm, I'm kind of uncomfortable and comfortable in both of those zones. Like yeah. I have, I like them both and dislike them both for a reason. 
But I do think that more and more in my life now, I've been I've been needing the a, a place to just kind of like find some space, find some mm-hmm. grace and space, mm-hmm. and especially around making the baby and around thinking about being a father and and all of those things it's like i just want to find you know i'm really trying to get myself to a place where i can find some kind of calm and find some just like true peace on some level you know and it's yeah and i think for me it's taken me kind of getting away a little bit you know yeah and it's i i take your point too because especially with um Trying to make a baby, getting pregnant, having a miscarriage, trying to make a baby again, there's your life can get really singularly focused very easily. (laughs) And I never really considered that before we tried to start having a baby. And so um, I think that that's that's just a really good advisement to. And it's, you know, it's. It's easy to say we don't have another child. We don't have other children that were. Yeah, we don't have children now. I mean, it's like, and people have like who listen to the show have been telling me like, you know, the things you guys talk about are like the things that you're stressed about or whatever. Now, just wait until you have a kid. And I'm yeah, like, totally. You know, and I <laughs> fucking appreciate that because I know that we're like, you're going to talk to us in a year when we've got like a three month old, whatever. However, <laughs> all that math. I don't know how long is gestation period. A horse is sixteen months. I can't remember. Um, no, but it's, you know, and we're going to be like, oh my God, like things are way different now. But there's, there's also a part of me that I feel like we're kind of better in a firestorm. Like we're kind of calmest <laughs> when things are the no, most really busy. Yeah. So like, I kind of feel like having a baby on some level is going to, oh, it's going to focus us up. Like right now where it's kind of like this nebulous period, it drives me a little bonkers. <laughs> well, and I, I, there was one moment um on the trip where we had just made breakfast we were sitting outside at your parents house it was a beautiful day obby was sitting in the sun very cutely yeah we were at your parents table and it just uh we sort of basked in that moment yeah it was really i don't know it was just really special and i used to i think pride myself on being really present and um I really do think that this past year and a half, um, I haven't been yeah. as much. I've been uh, so much future thinking and beating myself up and yeah. you know, feeling like, why didn't I do this earlier? And everybody told me to do it earlier. And, um, and so it's been either l- regretting the past or, or looking towards the future and, Holy shit balls if we don't have like this really beautiful, glorious life that we can just, you know, eat breakfast outside on a beautiful day and like take a breath. Yeah. And um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I hear you. Yeah. No, it's true. And it's, and I love, I love you for saying that. And I know it's, and it's, you know, it's emotional. Like there's like, I think when we started this show, I was like, and my life has been a fucking fart joke. The whole, <laughs> it has been. And I mean that in like... That's why you tell such a good one. I know. And I mean that in like the most serious way, kind of. Like, I've just been kind of like, woo, like living (laughs) on this fart joke lifestyle train for 38 years. (laughs) Like, just kind of like nothing, you know, like... Hashtag living on the fart joke train. Yeah. I think it's awesome. But like, 
how do I describe this in an intellectual? How do I intellectualize something so stupid? Well, you just said your life's a fart joke, so I don't yeah. think you're going to intellectualize. But I think there is something at its core, and like I guess, I guess at its core, it's like maybe I haven't taken life seriously enough. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's true. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I don't know. It's, when I lived in the mountains, I lived in in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. Where I was like a ski bum for a while, and I was working, you know, multiple jobs, mm-hmm. and you know, I wasn't making much money, but like. I, all of my, I had all these friends that like lived in the city and were like working these like, you know, like real jobs or whatever, or like lawyer jobs or whatever. And they would always say to me, man, when are you going to get in the real world? When are you going to get in the real world? Right. And I always would kind of laugh it off because I was like, what's more real? I was in like the middle of the woods today skiing right. and then I served people dinner. Right. You know, I, I fed people. And um, I don't know that there is a version of the real world that's true for everybody. Mm-hmm. But I've kind of lived in this place where I've been kind of like, I don't know. like, And it's I think it's why people like me, like why I have friends. Because I'm kind of like able to be funny and able to be kind of lighthearted about things. And... And it's like, and yes, we've kind of, I think, spent the last year like focusing really hard on this stuff. Mm. And it has kind of like, it's pulled a little bit of the sheen off and it's been kind of like, no, 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 this is actually real. Mm. Like, this is kind of the stuff that you have to fucking deal with. Mm. And um, I don't know, long, you know, long story short, it's like, you know, right, we get it. You know, there's some hard things that you have to go through in life. But I also think that the, the, the thing that I don't want to forget is that life can just be a fart joke sometimes. Mm, you sure. can find the farts to joke about in life. <laughs> There's many. There's so many. <laughs> and you can find like find beauty in all the moments. Yeah. Like we I was so fucking sad after the miscarriage. And yes, some people listening have probably been through a thousand things that are a thousand times worse than the things we've been through, but it was this was the hardest thing I'd been through. Mm. But we found those moments together where we were out in the sun or where we were eating a waffle eating a waffle <laughs> or like watching the great british baking show mm. bake show baking off bake off i don't know what it's actually called my favorite show on tv but i don't know the name i don't make memories but <laughs> or like seeing obby and being like she's so fucking cute yeah. or whatever or like me wearing my cool rainbow fucking dachshund riding, a, riding a t-rex shirt I'll, that you guys have to see it's the greatest shirt ever but just find those places and i think people do um but it's like i think there is really really something to that yeah find your sunshine find your little moments like find the people that make you happy um and just decide to kind of sit there for a second and really really taste it mm. yeah i like that do too. I'm going to sort of piggyback my pro tip um, off of what you said. We, we don't often, we don't ever actually, we kind of make some notes for ourselves and then we don't discuss what we're going to um, talk about with each other. And then sometimes it just, we're like simpatico. You're saying that this and- show is unplanned? <laughs> This show is a big fart joke. <laughs> no one, no one listening thinks that this is just off the off the cuff. Fucking fine. Weeks of preparation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but my pro tip is is actually a good piggyback off of yours because what I was going to say is um, again thinking about um, women's cycles. Uh, there's there's oftentimes very little honoring of where we're at in our cycle and what Mm. we have to do in life, right? So 
everyone, you know, always has to be on pretty much. Um, and I think, you know, especially women and especially women that are in, we were just with a friend who has a, a really high up, you know, vice president position in a, in a hospital. And, you know, she was just talking about the sort of challenges of being a woman in an executive role. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, but you do have to sort of show up in a particular way all the time. And oftentimes that means you look amazing. You, um, are intelligent but not taking over the room um you know there's there's just a lot of qualifications and actually for us the the way that our hormones sort of ebb and flow throughout the month doesn't really allow for us to do that naturally and so you know, as your body sort of gets close to ovulation time, estrogen's on the rise, right? Um, you, there is this sort of natural, um, uh, inclination to want to like be out in the world and want to be social. And, Mm. um, and then as that starts to drop off and you're into your luteal phase, and especially as you get closer to your period, um, can I get an amen from all my ladies? You, that's not, you don't want to be that. Right. Um, but there's no accounting for that. Right. Um, it's not like, okay, my hormones are shifting here. So I get to take a couple of days or whatever. Um, and so, Hmm. but I think that there are ways to honor that. So in the second half of your cycle, um, one way that I've been trying to do it is to think about my exercise in a different way. So I tend to be a person that just pushes through exercise as hard as I can. And since the miscarriage, I will say that's changed a lot. Yeah, no, that's definitely true. Um, I'm listening a lot more to my body and trusting that it's giving me cues when it wants to work out hard and when Mm. it doesn't. And so just that... Her nickname is Jack LaLanne in the house. (laughs) So just that one little shift, if Mm. you do exercise in the first half of your cycle, um, think more about the strength conditioning, if you go for runs, if you go for hikes, if you do kind of more of that intense um, cardio stuff. And then in the second half, a little more yoga, stretching, being a little bit gentler with yourself. And so... You know, obviously you can't stop being a mom or stop being a partner or stop having to really perform at your job. But this is sort of one way that I feel like I've been able to take control um, and really honor what my body's going through during those different times. And it it Hmm. feels really nice. Yeah, that is that's I think that's a really well in our culture just doesn't. So both of the companies that I'm working with right now are the female founders, mm-hmm. and I've just been so shocked and horrified, you know, as I always am, to hear the stories of like the things that they come up against for no other reason besides the fact that they're women. Mm-hmm. And it's just amazing to me. I don't know. It's constantly shocking about pay disparity, all the mm-hmm. all the things. I mean, it's it's just wild how much women are not um, seen as equals in our culture, but. There's also the oh god that you know remember that episode of um, ninety nine percent invisible. Oh, were, you guys. We'll put run, it up. don't walk. Yeah, we'll link to it. 
basically, in a nutshell, the show, the episode was about how design, but especially in safety, Mm -hmm. so like seatbelt design, car safety, things like that, that they never used women as like test dummy, like uh, the the test dummies were always men. The crash test dummy is, I think they said 50th percentile man. So let's say 160 pound, 180 pound or whatever it was, man, not accounting for breasts. Right. Pelvic structure. Right, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. anything like that. Yeah. And the only- Still to date, they have not done any crash test with women as drivers. They started to do it with women as passengers. In the passenger seat. (laughs) Oh my but God. I would argue it's women that are mostly driving, especially that, if there's if they're moms and families. Well, if we're talking about minivans or like things sure. where it's like it could be a mom that's driving a family. I mean, sure. it's, it's crazy. Yeah, and I just where was I going with that originally? Oh, but well, for one of the things like we've talked about breastfeeding, and we've talked about how like you know the work situations don't allow you know any space for women to breastfeed. Um, but it's also like men's bodies. Like basically men, you're just, it's just go. You just mm-hmm. go, you work. I mean, our culture says you work too hard and whatever. And the only like stress reliever that men have is, well, they go and drink or they, you know, go and punch each other or they you know, <laughs> they, or they watch sports and scream, you know, and it's um whatever. And, it, and that's like, that's just, maybe that's male culture and that's kind of like, it's okay. But our, our like, I think men, maybe mental health wise, we vary a little or whatever, but like, I think we're pretty like, Men are pretty steady, but women have things that like their cycle and the things sure. that happen every month where they change. Internal ecosystem Internal is totally ecosystem different. So complex, <laughs> yeah. so complex, yeah. um, so complex that I don't understand even one percent of it. <laughs> but just the idea that our culture that I don't understand even one percent of it, and I'm a, like a relatively woke man, right? And but that like we don't have anything to look out for. Like, what's the culture that has women when they menstruate? They go to like the menstruation hut. Yeah, you know? uh, not that that's a good thing. Southeast Asia, could India? be. I'm not yeah. really sure. Yeah, un- really unclear sure. about that. Well, and Which is, we I don't d- even recognize it. I I it's hear your point though yeah. too that there's it's a it's a delicate balance, right? In that. Um, you know, thinking about like when Hillary Clinton was running for president, she does no longer menstruate. But still, the conversation was like, oh, man, when she gets a period. Yeah, bleeding from somewhere. I'm like, what? Oh. You know, so so the conversation has either been there, which is like, <laughs> you know, women can't be CEOs because they menstruate. Um, right. You know, or as a woman, you just have to like, you have to not only achieve as well as men can, but you have to, you have to provide so much else. To oh the company. yeah, sure. Um, well, and then also potentially be a mom and also, you sure. know, all these things. Yeah. And I just don't know why we can't. I I have my theories about male fragility and the fact that I think men understand on some level that they were not really necessary. <laughs> Like maybe we were necessary back in like the days for kind of like you needed like a muscular whatever something uh, dumb idiot to like you know beat off the people that were coming trying to steal your food or your kids or whatever. But now I think it's like we're kind of like well fuck I don't know you need our sperm and like you know what well, I don't know maybe not much else. And I think it's why men fucking cling so much you. to power and I love you. <laughs> <laughs> but like and cling to like CEO roles and sure. take as much as they can and whatever and you know I, I, and it's it sucks but it's shocking to me about how much we can't just fucking see humans for humans. Yeah. 
and I don't mean this is like a, to be on some soapbox with swelling music in the background, but like between race and gender and all the things that can't we just see it's like everybody's just a human everybody's just trying to get by people have a lot of different things going on in their lives and like we can't we recognize that women have a fuck ton of shit going on that men just don't and can we also we can also give men credit like men have things going on and we sometimes think men you just have to fucking stiff upper lip it or whatever like men can cry i cried at the fucking wedding that i just did appreciated (laughs) for i mean like can't people just be people we can all be like all the different things and can't we all just give each other a little more space and a little more ability to just fuck up a little or succeed a little more or just open some more doors for people and just like let it be a meritocracy instead of having it be so defined by our predispositions about what gender is supposed to be and what people are supposed to be because of stereotypes Hmm. i don't know not very concise but yeah we did get a little tangential but what do we got i like it yeah i know we're doing okay time-wise. Um, Hope you guys are down. What do you think? I have... Uh, well, I have one more thing. Yeah, and I do too. I have a little bindle. Oh, I do too. Pretty simple bindle, but so like... bindle is how we're saving money yes. this week or whatever. Yeah. Um, this one is... Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how to categorize it exactly, <laughs> but I feel like I've been really trying to capitalize on this recently. Oh, I like... So I have a service that I provide. I understand that a lot of listeners might not have a job that they're providing a service, but there's something that you're really fucking dope at. And I have been using that thing that I'm really dope at to have somebody else give me something that they're really fucking dope at. Oh, yeah. (laughs) One example is I did this cosmetic acupuncture training. It's really you know like labor intensive but it's super fun I love doing it I traded with the person that cuts my hair I have short hair so I get my hair cut kind of regularly like six weeks or so Mm. that shit gets real expensive um so we traded this series of 10 acupuncture treatments I now have banked 10 haircuts i'm on like haircut four or something like that so that's maybe amazing six I, didn't, I don't know if i even realized that yeah it's, awesome. it's so amazing and it honors both of us <laughs> we're both professionals we just trade time for time we don't think about like well i'm worth 70 bucks an hour and you're worth 100 bucks no trade time for time we honor each other as professionals i love what you do you love what i do let's trade it up if the irs is listening pretend i never said any of that <laughs> Because like a service, a like barter economy is not supposed to exist because um, they want to cut. Fuck that. But, um, but uh, it's just been really, Yeah. it feels really good. Yeah, barter and really trade. Good. Yeah. I love that. So um, yeah, what's the thing you're good at? Can you, can you, can you cook a meal? Uh, do you sew? Um, are you super handy? Um, yeah. Can you, can you watch kids? Can you officiate someone's wedding? Can you officiate someone's wedding? Totally. (laughs) There's just so many services that people need that I'm sure you're good at. So, um, and and this is like definitely something that I, you know, I I can't remember. I think there's a website that this exists. Oh, there might be. If we find it, we'll link it. Yeah. And I hope so. But it is a cool way of thinking of things. Like, and I just, I like, I don't know. I'm so sick of the of just thinking about having to pay for everything. Yeah. You know, and it's just like yeah. in, not even from a money perspective, from like a principal perspective. Just like there's there's can't we just help each other out in a way that's not all defined by money? Right. So much of the like this last couple of years for me has been like 
I've been frustrated with political shit that's going on. I've been frustrated with like a, the kind of social things that are happening. And I'm like, why does it frustrate me? And one of the things is that like Donald Trump and like kind of a lot of the fucking stuff that's happening politically that's making me so mad. It's all about money. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, very like there's some of it's about morality or like, you know, their their policy decisions that they want to push through or they're against or for something. Mm. But, but so much of it is literally just to keep money in certain people's pockets. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I just, oh, God, part of me wants to move to that island. There's one, I just heard a thing about it where they just, everything, it's all a barter and trade system or whatever. And it's all based off of, like, um, things that they find in the ocean. So I guess it, it does kind of become <laughs> money driven. But it's like these, like, these, like, pebbles or something. They trade for these pebbles because they're, like, beautiful. But they don't mean anything, oh, really. that's interesting. Yeah, and it's not like there's, like, one guy who has eight million of these pebbles. Right, And it's, right, like, Jay-Z. Right, it's, like, right. no, it's just, Yeah. What'd you think? You got a, you got a bindle? My bindle, um, and this is kind of a stupid one, but my bindle is YouTube. Um, so. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, so I like, I joined Masterclass recently. Masterclass is like this, um, you know, it's like Martin Scorsese teaches you how to fucking film a movie. Oh, or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I might have even talked about this online, but, um, or on the show. But I, yeah, and so it's like all these different like famous people. And so, yes, it's pretty cool because like I learned how to like make beats from Timbaland and I learned how to, I was like looking, watching how to, uh, to play tennis with Serena. And um, and it cost a certain amount of money. It wasn't that expensive, but it was like a hundred and something bucks a year. Um, then I'm like, dude, fucking YouTube is so great. I think about how Truly. much I use YouTube for like how to replace my toilet. Like I've put in endless amounts of light fixtures around the house and all these different things. And I just, I just want to celebrate YouTube a little bit for nice. how much bullshit goes on on it. And there's a lot of like, you know, weird racists, you know, that are making you watch them play Minecraft or whatever. Um, <laughs> I think that it's like there's just something really awesome about it. And it actually relates to yours a lot. But it's kind of the barter economy. It's like how much the collective intellect do we have with just normal mm. people? I yeah. love I love like my friend who's a plumber, but like knows everything about the Spanish-American War or something, you right. know? And, and so it's like to, to utilize like this platform to just teach people about things like you are fucking passionate about mm. and you love about. Uh, the world or something that you're a hobbyist at I think is really really cool we're using YouTube for our show and I you know I'd love for more people to watch it because I think like that there's something entertaining about what we do I think that we're fun to watch um, but I also just I'm, I'm liking to see what I can find on there and how I can learn about things nice yep and it's free it's so free yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got one more uh, thing to chat with you guys about so um we have neglected this section for the past couple of weeks. We've mm. had interviews and such, but um, we do a segment where Mikey talks about how the South is fucking up on women's reproductive rights. Yeah. <laughs> and then I've been celebrating a state that has um, actually been preserving women's access mm. to uh, reproductive health services. Um, but one thing that I wanted to shout out is the Institute for Women's Policy Research. Mm. So they're, um, they're people that do a bunch of research and publish said research in order to, with the goal of affecting public policy and affecting change. And there was one that just Say came out. Say the name out, of it one more time. Institute for Women's Policy Research. Okay, yeah. We can link it. Yeah. 
um, on the YouTubes. But they just um, published a, they call them fact sheets. So they just published one of their fact sheets um, right at the end of July. And it's called the Economic Effects of Abortion access a review of the evidence Mm. so not just looking at abortion access from a women's health perspective Mm. um, which is really important but that's where a lot of the research has been focused Uh, but to really look at the at the economic ripples that happen when women have good access to abortion care yeah that's really interesting yeah so um maybe we'll just link this fact sheet so that you guys that want to nerd out on this stuff can read um but they really found uh one of the most interesting things was um that it had effects on the next generation like if these women do then decide to birth kids um that Children born to women with abortion access had lower rates of poverty and receipt of public assistance during childhood, primarily due to a reduction in living with single parents, were more likely to graduate college and less likely to be single parents. Um, so it you huh. know kind of goes on and on. That's, and the, and this is saying um, women who had access like lived in an area where they could have had an abortion correct. or people who had an abortion? No, just just having the access. Access, okay, yeah. Correct. Yeah. Huh. Um, so and there's, there's a lot of variables around that too because it does say things about where you live too, for sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, and they're the, one of my favorite things about um, articles is <laughs> if the, you know, sort of citing list is almost longer than the article. <laughs> oh my so. God, Corinne. <laughs> We've talked about this a bit on the show, but Corinne is the biggest fucking dork about this sort of stuff. Like she like is the the mind the rule mindiest person ever. Oh my god! Yeah, and totally. like I, writing, she would write papers in uh, acupuncture school and would cite. I mean, just everything. Even if I mean, and I, I don't know, I was like, I think I wrote one bibliography and like you know, it's like I cited the dictionary. I don't know. It's, you're amazing. I love that. That's your thing. <laughs> nice. um, well, but I think it's no, but it really, does show something. Well, and it's really important, especially when we're trying to change public policy. Mm, yeah. So, you know, if I think about acupuncture, the reason why certain pain conditions are now covered is because there was documented research that acupuncture actually works for that stuff. Totally. And so I'm really passionate about um, making sure that what we say has research. And I think, you know, when I started talking about seed cycling i was like oh sheepishly there's no research on it but um you know i it it is a really important especially in this space when we're really trying to um talk about reproductive health rights if we have the research there it's it's more likely going to um to promote change yeah and i think for a lot of people it's like that really is their barrier Sure. It's like I need to have, yeah, yeah. published research and right. things that I can trust. Right. Yeah, no, I get that. Not just women should fucking have abortion or access to abortion because it's the law. Right. Yeah, that's not enough. Yeah. Or it's their bodies. <sighs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for listening. Yeah, you guys. That was really fun. Um, yeah, so episode 13. Yeah. Uh, we're hoping to have lots more episodes. So um, if you watch us on YouTube, great. But I think most people are, are finding us on the iTunes. Mm-hmm. I would do both. I think they're both great. Sure. Um, even if Don't you just you go. See how cute we are. Oh, my God. I, I mean, I do Sorry. dress up for this show. 
He does. Mikey brought it real strong today. Oh, yeah. Actually. I'm wearing my cool shirt that I already told you about. Rainbow shirt. Dachshund riding a unicorn that's riding a T-Rex as well. Fucking awesome. I'm also wearing my Christmas hat. Yeah, why that has not? reindeer having sex on it. Yeah, it's pretty great. Yep. This is the one of the positions we've been trying for making a baby. <laughs> reindeer doggy style. Reindeer style. Yep. Um, but yeah, so, and if you, whatever, however you find us, like us, recommend us to friends. Um, the last, the episodes that we were, we had, um, Crystal on, we got a lot of, a lot of listens on those and a lot of views because, um, I think she reached out to people. So if you think that there's someone in your life that is going through trying to make a baby, they already have kids, they know the struggles of, of, you know, kind of whatever. Also, we're kind of, we just talk about life a lot on here, I think. Mm -hmm. And so like, if you know a human who's alive, tell them. About the show, and uh, maybe they'll maybe they'll get something out of it. And um, as always, if you have stories or you want to come on the show or any of those things, let's eat at Mikey and Rin Stay In. Um, L e t s e a t at Mikey and Rin Stay In dot com, and Rin is R i n n e. Mm. Should I spell it out again? <laughs> Just so many letters. I know it is. Um, but yeah, let us know. Uh, and we're going to come back next week. I think we're going to, I would love to try to line up an interview for next week. I always like to put the pressure yeah. on us. Yeah. I think we're, let's just say we're going to make it happen. Okay. We're going to make an interview happen. Yeah. Um, it's going to be Beyonce and Oprah on the same episode. Oh my God. I would die. Holy shit. Yeah. Let's just do that episode and then we'll drive off a cliff like Thelma and Louise. Yeah. Thelma. <laughs> Thelma and Thelma. Louise. All right, you guys. Uh, we love you. Thank love you, so you so much, much. for listening. It yeah. really um, means a lot that you're supporting this tiny little yeah. podcast shop that we've got going on Little here. enterprise. I know. <laughs> so thanks, guys. I'm Mikey. And I'm Rin. And tonight, we're, we're gonna, gonna stay in. <laughs> you really took that. I did kind of take it. I love you. Love you. Love you guys. <laughs>